Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Howie sees it, episode 152. This week we're covering the, the latest uh, adaptation release of All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, the third time they've done this. Um, first one was in 1930, uh, was the original release, and then I believe a 1979 uh, release, and then now a 2022. Yeah, and this so, is the first oh one that actually is uh, in German, which was the original uh, written form of the book. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's all based off a of book. Um, written by an actual German sh- sol- uh, soldier, uh, so uh, this was our this is our uh, Veterans Day uh, release for this year. Um, uh, by the time this is out, it'll be the day before Veterans Day. It'll actually be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the birthday of the the United States Marine Corps when we release this, because um, they always it always falls the day before uh, Veterans Day. And this so, uh, this year Veterans Day is 11/11, which yeah. Happens to be when they sign the armistice that All Quiet on the Western Front talks about uh, very much so at the end. 11, Whoa. 11. That's ridiculous. That's I just, crazy. I, I just, when you said uh, two days, I just looked at my calendar. and um, Yeah, so. 11 o'clock on the 11th month, 11th day. Yep. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't the 11th year, but I mean, it was, it was quite a bit later. It was like uh, 19... Uh, oh, 1918, I believe, yeah. Yeah, 1918. But yeah, if it had been the 11th, 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 that would have been just ridiculous. Uh, people would have <laughs> then it lost 11, their minds. 11, 11, 11, 11, you know? Yeah. <laughs> then they would have had done an 11th minute at the 11th hour. Then they just, okay, we're getting a little just, crazy. They just go binary, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this is, uh, this we were going to do uh, Saving Private Ryan. Which is an incredible movie, and, and and I've seen it so many times, and I was like, uh, but then you had mentioned this, and I was like, you know what? I have never seen that. Um, I know about the book, but I haven't read it. So I know this is supposed to be this this great war story or, you know, this incredible um, war drama, uh, and it's done from the German perspective, which I find fascinating because I haven't really watched a lot of movies that are done from the non-American side, apparently, Uh yeah, it's interesting. It is from the German perspective, but like I said, the the, the previous releases movies were were American made, and this yeah. was actually, I believe, the first book to be you know burned in Nazi Germany. So it certainly <laughs> didn't get quite the. I mean, it, it was was it, it the first got, or just one of many? Uh, considered one of the first. I don't. I, I don't. Okay. Know. I, I think I read. I know first, but, uh, but <coughs> I guess it depends on on you know who was burning what where and who was. I did read that. I I, <laughs> I did. I did read that it was part of the yeah the burning of the books. I didn't see that it was the first. I just saw that it was one of the the many that were targeted by uh, Nazi Germany to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know it gets cold there. They they want to stay warm, so they just find any fuel that they can find. That was a total joke there. I was trying to make it funny. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm Noah. Uh, with me, as always, my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hi, everyone. And speaking <laughs> of hi, I got a joke. Okay. <laughs> what, do you get, what do you get when you mix a laxative and weed? 
You get shits oh, no. and giggles. Thank you very much. That's my drive-by <laughs> joke bomb of the podcast that may or may not become a regular thing. So we'll see. <laughs> Are they all going to have weed related? Well, uh, I don't know. You always you always say say hi, Steve, and so it's my it's my high tangent. You know, I'm gotcha. take it from there. I, I like the idea of just the drive-by joke, but uh, yeah, uh, I just think you'll run out of uh, uh, Willie Nelson and uh, Snoop Dogg jokes here yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to come up with another uh, high reference. It doesn't always have to be weed. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> No, that'll be good. Um, so uh, on uh, How We Seize It, we like to uh, pair whatever it is we're watching with a, a cocktail or drink, and that is no different than on this episode. So we have some drinks that we're going to pair to All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I did see yours, uh, Steve, and uh, so I'm going I'm to let you go first and explain it to us. Sure. I I mean, it was pretty uh, straightforward. I didn't do too much research. This is this is a movie that just kind of hits you in a way that you don't want to get too carried away, or I didn't want to get too carried away in a cocktail. <laughs> but I found one that interested me. It's called uh, Western Front, um, and I uh, I actually had to track down one of the one of the one of the ingredients, but I was happy to find exactly what it was. So so this is. Um, one and a half ounces of Geneva, which is, I've had that before on the podcast. It's yeah, yeah. Like a gin, or it is, is a gin. It's just made a little differently. Um, and has a, a three quarters ounce of Ramazzotti. And that's, um, that's the one I had to track down. That's an Amaro, which is an Italian liqueur, uh, a bitter uh, herbal liqueur. There's a lot of Amaros. In fact, this one has two in it. It has this Ramazzotti, and it also has a half ounce of Aperol, which was, it's, it's a sweeter Amaro liqueur, okay. but, yeah, yeah. um, but anyway, so two Amaros in here, it got a quarter ounce of maple syrup, um, uh, four dashes of Peychaud bitters and two dashes of Angostura bitters, which I had to replenish because I graciously <laughs> gave you, uh, gave you my, my stash of Angostura bitters when I yes. spilled your cocktail as a, as a <laughs> token of my apologies. Anyway, um, stir that and you add a garnish of a lemon twist. And it looks delicious. I haven't tasted it yet, but it's got two two uh, uh, Angostura bitter or two different types of bitters and two different types of amaro. So I'm sure there's a lot of bitterness going on in this. But we also got the maple syrup. So so we'll see. It's, nice. Let's check it out. It's heavy. It's got it's got. <clears throat> oh, it's nice. Yeah, this actually <laughs> it, it really goes goes well together. I think I did a good job making it all too too spec. You know, I got all the ingredients that uh, were in there. I didn't I didn't I didn't stray. Um, and so so I can I, I think I can confidently uh, have an opinion about this uh, um, as far as basing it on the recipe. I didn't stray enough to to where I'm I'm coming up with something new. So so again, Western Front. Uh, it's an old fashioned style. Uh, very, very delicious. Nice. That's, that's, that's awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I was kind of wondering what I was going to do on this. Cause I, I was thinking, um, there's not a lot of things that you're, that stood out to me. I was like, Oh, but one of the things, uh, I had remembered on some of the previous podcasts that we had, um, someone, and I believe you might've done them once. And, and I know Nina's done, uh, the French 75, mm -hmm. uh, cocktail. And so I was I was going through and I, I that one came up. I, I just I think I Googled like World War One uh, cocktails or something like that. And this one came up and there's an interesting uh, fact about this. Like a, a lot of people do that with gin. And uh, so when I was reading, though, uh, one of the stories and, and I don't know which one is is the original and which one's not. But uh, I found what is possibly the original uh 
French uh, 75 was done with cognac. Ah. And it was... And so I had recently got a bottle of cognac from you for right. my birthday. Right. And so I was like, perfect. I, I got a reason to use this. Nice. Um, so the, it was started by uh, a, a World War I fighter pilot, um, Raoul uh, Lufberry, I believe it is. And he's a French of uh, American descent. And uh, so champagne was the pilot's intoxicant of choice. And apparently he, he just didn't think it had enough in it. So he, he wanted to add a little something to it. So he would put some cognac in it, a little bit of lemon, a little bit of simple syrup, and that, and that was uh, what the drink he would like because he wanted his champagne with a little more kick. Mm-hmm. There you and go. Nice. So, uh, and I guess the idea from the uh, French 75 was uh, there is a, uh, a cannon uh, called a French 75, or it's the French 75 millimeter cannon uh, is what the, the, you know, he says, that, you know, after you get a couple of these in there, you feel you got hit by one of those. And so that's where it, it kind of got its name is the French 75. So I know later on, too, and then later, you know, we'll, people t- started mixing it with gin instead of, you know, cognac, maybe because gin is cheaper than cognac. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know champagne is expensive, so I didn't go with the champagne. I, I, I actually was in uh, Sacramento and got to go to uh, uh, Total Wine and More excellent store to buy alcohol from the places like it's like the costco of alcohol you're like oh my god there's so much stuff in here i went to look and i was like okay i'm gonna get a bottle of champagne there wasn't anything in there under 35 dollars, and i'm like <laughs> i am not gonna spend that much money on something i need four ounces of uh that i'm i'm probably just not gonna want afterwards well, well both champagne and cognac are 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 exclusive to to regions you know you have to yes. your champagne needs to come from Champagne and uh, cognac yeah. is uh, what is that? Is that French? I, I believe that's. Uh, I mean, it's a brandy that that is made right. in in a region in France. Or I don't. I don't and know I think yeah details, but but anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. So you had a hard. Well, you you went you went legit I, with I the went cognac. With, <laughs> yeah, I went legit with the cognac. But I I ended up uh, I was looking around and uh, my sister in law and my mother in law always uh, drink prosecco, mm-hmm. and they're always it's 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 a, a sparkling, sparkling wine. It's a ta- yep, perfect. Yeah, it's an Italian. So I, I bought one of those. Uh, I didn't read it well enough, and I ended up getting an extra dry one. Okay. When I thought I, I, I wanted one that was kind of sweet, but apparently I did <laughs> did get that. But anyways, you topped the one ounce cognac, um, one uh, or quarter ounce lemon, quarter ounce simple syrup with about four to six ounces of of the sparkling wine or, or champagne uh, into a fluted glass, and wow. so I, I went fancy. Uh, you can't really see it in the picture, but this is a very special glass to me because I, I I bought these when I got married. Oh, uh, these nice! Were, these 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 were going to be our our wedding glasses, and they had the ta- Tasmanian Devil on one and the ta- the female Tasmanian <laughs> Devil on the other. My wife loved it so much she broke it immediately. Uh, so we only have the one. Uh, it, it didn't even make the wedding, I don't believe. But uh, yeah, so I, I still have this one, and I give her crap about it all the time because I was like, "You just, you just didn't like it so much, you had to break it," which she didn't do on purpose. But it's, it's my little fun joke with her. So I'm gonna taste this. Uh, she already had it in the face she made. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna have a feeling it's not gonna be <laughs> one that I'm going back to. So okay. It's actually not bad. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a big champagne or, or sparkling wine fan. I'm not either. For some reason, it's yeah, yeah. But it, I, I kind of, it has a little bit uh, heftier flavor to it, a little bit, a little bit stronger. I think that cognac really does help it. So, uh, same with the simple syrup and the and the lemon. Uh, I think if I had went with a sweeter, um, 
Prosecco, it probably would have been a little bit better. It's got it's got a kind of a, a bitterness to it. Uh, so if I mean I guess if you're if you like the drier, uh, this might even this might be up your alley. I'm just not that kind of. Uh, I like I like the citrus bitters, but I'm not really a dry bitter kind of person. So, but yeah, I mean, I would I would finish it. I wouldn't just dump it out, you know. But that's just because I you know it has to be really bad for me to dump them out. <laughs> Well, you can you can finish it and then you pour yourself a little <clears throat> cognac and just sip on that. That's that's a yeah. nice uh, a nice you know brandy is a great thing just to sip on if you've got a right. Yeah, yeah. No, so I so I I went without I I uh, that French seventy five just because I I kind of like the story of uh, of it being you know introduced and and you know these fighter pilots they're they're getting drunk on champagne and he's like this just doesn't doing it for me. I need I need something with a little kick and so he came up with that and I just thought it was kind of a, a an interesting story and reading a lot of the different ones about the, the gin and the, and the cognac as the base and stuff and going back and forth and, you know, well, what was first? And I, I believe the cognac was the, the original. So had, had to go with the original. There you go. There you go. Um, you say stories, you know, you, you did the research on world war one. I I'd never, you know, I was, I started watching this movie on, on Netflix and um, which it's, I think this is direct to Netflix. Um, I'm not sure if I think it, just it actually out. had a the it did have a theatric. Okay. Very very small and only in the UK. Oh okay, gotcha. Like five theaters or something. Um, but I didn't really, you know, I was not very good in history with when I was <laughs> when I was in in, uh, in school. I was I was more a math and uh, science nerd. Uh, I excelled there, but history was oh such a struggle, and so I. I, I know a lot more about World War II just because of some of our podcasts, and it's more relevant. Right, right. A lot of the, a lot of the movies that are based on war, we don't see many based on World War One. And so, no. so about a quarter of the way in, I stopped and I, I, I went to YouTube mm-hmm. and looked up World War One. You know, a short synopsis, which, which I found some really good. Um, little synopsis that kind of led me through the war and my God, what a crazy war that was. And just, it wasn't just two people or, you know, two countries going at it and other people joining in just the way things were, you know, came from different directions and, and how the, I I loved the story, but, or well, the way this told it about how, how about how, um, I think it was Germany tried to coax, Mexico into invading the United States from below, <laughs> but but England intercepted the message and let the U.S. know, and the U.S. finally said, "Screw it, we're going to war." You know, and you know, it just just how everyone was triggered, and it was just this big buildup of 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 just people wanting to take power. And my God, the the toll it took on human life. Oh yeah, it was like 19 million dead and another 19 million uh, wounded. Um, pretty yeah. brutal. Yeah. So, it was, it, so I, this, this movie, I guess, if anything inspired me just to, to at least get the cliffs notes of, uh, <laughs> of the war. And, uh, I think, I think that's a, that's a win for me because, um, yeah, because I sometimes need to be inspired, inspired when it comes to history. You're right. There's not a lot of world war one movies that, uh, that I can think of that are just blockbusters and stuff like that. One of the ones, and it's one that I had talked to you about, about potentially doing, uh, is called the last battalion with Rick Schroeder. Uh, yeah, so, with yeah. Rick Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that movie. It's a, it's a great movie. It, it, 
it's a little different than this one because, and it's a in this movie, uh, all all quiet on the Western Front is is different than a lot of war movies because you really don't have heroes in it, right? You you don't have you uh, have innocent people. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's almost like children. I mean, from the standpoint of they they're introduced and they have no understanding of of war. Uh, well, but but he also like in a lot of the ones that we've done in the past, Band of Brothers, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Not that we've done, but these these movies that are these huge blockbusters. You, you, there's always there's almost like a hero esque uh, portion at the end where you know you go away with some good feelings because so, so at least some of the soldiers come away away. You know what I mean? This one just doesn't have that. I think it, it very much you, doesn't. Have yeah. that heroism in it. Do, I mean, I don't know if that's an effect of. I mean, would you say this? I I think All Quiet on the Western Front is very much an anti-war story. It was written by someone who, you know, who was a pacifist <laughs> and, and wanted to get away from it. But I even think Saving Private Ryan was 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 that way. And yet, I still think these can inspire people to. Well, that's, for their that's country, cool. if the if the country is is backed by well, a okay, more morale or you know, code, I, I war, I, it's hard to to, to put. No, that no, I, I understand what you're. No, I know what you're saying. What I meant by that though is like, um, I don't think any uh, any real war movie is a pro war movie. I don't think there's anything out there that's like war is fun. War, you know, there, I, I don't. Look, Band of Brothers, Saving Private Ryan, they are not pro-war movies. They are not like, let's, no. let's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, we're going to show you the the gritty side of it. And it's, it's not, it's not to entice people to think that it's a good thing. It's, it's to show that how much horror and damage these people go through. And they're all, I, I believe they're all pretty much anti-war movies. I don't, I can't think of any offhand that I was like, yeah, that was kind of pro, pro going to war. You know, uh, offhand. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not like an. Uh, I don't watch every single, you know, U.S. military uh, kind of based movie. So I'm sure there may be some out there, but I can't think of any that really emphasize war. Now, you might have some that are like uh, based on SEAL teams or something like that, where it's specific messages, but it's not in war that are more, you know, non, non. You know, more more of a let's show the glory of it. But I, I don't know if there's a I can't think about any offhand. So when when someone said that, I, I, I read that, too, and heard that that it was a very anti-war movie. And I was like, well, they, they pretty much all are. Well, there's a difference between <laughs> anti-war and anti-military. And I and I say that because, you know, that we're we're we've got Veterans Day coming up on Friday. Um, and, and, you know, you're you're a veteran. Uh, yeah. So I. There's, you see a movie like this, and it's like, well, how's this gonna, you know, inspire people to to serve? But, but I think that's a different that's a different thing. It's not. I mean, there's there's defending your country, believing, having patriotism right. in in your your country, and being there to to help. There's also there there is always going to be warmongering individuals. They have their you know the the general Friedrichs in this that certainly shows how that can get uh, perverted. That that desire to oh my god we'll talk about that when we get yeah. more more about the movie. But but uh, but it's interesting that movies like this Saving Private Ryan Band of Brothers they I I think 
there's a interesting it's interesting how they almost inspire people to join the military you know and and i think band of brothers was really effective in that it it was so much about this bond that yeah. i think and and i don't i don't i'm not calling these propaganda or reverse psychology propaganda i think it's just <laughs> an effect that that you know it's cinematic it's something where they're showing human connections and bonds and stuff this one's a little more brutal though because in the end he has no so, you know <laughs> okay so that and that's that's actually one of the the gripes i have with this movie and and uh and it's going off of more than what i've heard than what i uh, feeding on to what i saw and then listening to what people talked about, this movie doesn't have a lot of character growth, doesn't have a lot of character building, just doesn't have a lot of character. Mm-hmm. Incredible uh, filming, right? The cinematography of this movie is is ridiculously good. It is it is shot very very well. The story is very very lacking, and for something that came from a book that has in the in. I'm going off of not knowing this book. I never read this book. I think I was supposed to in high school, but like a lot of stuff I was supposed to do in high school, I didn't. Um, what, uh, I think this is one of those books I was supposed to read. Uh, and and listening to people talk about it, and they talking about the 1979 and, and the 1930 movies, how how much more you you interact with the characters and how you get that brotherhood between them and their their camaraderie yeah. and and the loss that um, Paul feels as he's going through it and stuff like that um you don't get that in this movie if i if i didn't listen to what other people had to say about this and read some of the stuff i wouldn't have known that that's what this movie was supposed to be about yeah i i I hear you and i i i understand that i I wonder how much we're you know we've been covering a lot of Marvel movies where there's character development <laughs> through from movie to movie and series that can draw that out. Band of Brothers, certainly it's all about character because yeah. you're, you're spending so much time with these, these, these individuals. And that's not easy when, when we're back to a, a single film, it's also done in a different language and, and, and that can sometimes be a challenge. That was, that I, was I, something I, that someone brought up that the I, translation wasn't the best. I, uh, I watched it subtitled. I think there was a portion of it where I changed it to to dubbed just to see how the experience would be, and uh, because I was I thought I was doing too much reading and missing out on the cinematography. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe if I just switch the dubbed uh, voices um, in English, it would, you know. But 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 I found it was more um, it was more immersive to listen to the German language, just knowing that this was. These were German shoulders, and 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 I thought that the the performances were better. They resonated more when it was their real, real uh, voices coming out, and so it worked better. But I did have a hard time following some of the characters. They certainly had, uh, they cast them well with faces that gave them unique looks, and and that's sometimes a challenge with casting. I thought they did that well. One one moment stood out from a character development one that really connected me and it was between Paul and Kat when they're on the shitter, you know, and he and right. you know and and Kat um gives him a letter that that his wife has sent him and they have that moment. And that 
elevated itself to where it was just, you know, it was enough for me to have the bond between these two characters, but I did miss out on really the character growth in, in the other ones. Um, so, well, that's, and that's what I've, I've heard that the, the book in, in even the 1979 really tailored on more was the, 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 the guys he went in with, right. They show him at the beginning where he's faking his signature to get in. Right. Cause he's underage or whatever. They're supposed to be super tight, and we get a little bit, but it's just not enough. Yeah. And they need they needed that that moment that he had with Cat. He needed that moment with the rest of them too, because it you know they just it didn't it wasn't there. I mean, they had that one scene where they're kind of um, sitting around peeling potatoes, joking, and then one guy goes off and and ends up you know leaving with the French girls for a while. Uh, which I found interesting. I was like, if they're at war with France and they're <laughs> German, why would the French girl? I, I mean, okay. I just, I was like, okay. But I mean, it shit happened. So, um, I, but that was, that was supposed to be that moment where like it, it was them laughing and joking a lot, but there was no, like they needed to have some more, they needed to have a, a heart wrenching or a heart, you know, heart to heart type feel in that. What do you to think make them, they had, you know, one of the few real characters, because most of this was based on, you know, fictionalized characters that that uh, the author came up with. Yeah. You know, based on his his own experience. But uh, uh, but we did have uh, Daniel Bruhl as uh, oh, Matthias uh, Erzberger, uh, one of the yeah. few real characters. In fact, I, I, I mean, he's he's also a Marvel uh, in he wasn't he in Civil War. He was the. Uh, uh, not yeah no he was in Civil War the the, the same actor that it was um, the Zemo yeah he's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah Baron von Zemo <laughs> it's interesting seeing him but um, they have a whole side story that follows him and the armistice <laughs> and stuff and maybe I mean I found that interesting um, yes I, I thought the French uh, kind of came off as assholes well yeah oh yeah but it was but it, it resonated and, and and you get a sense of you know why why german germany was so pissed off and you know and that's i think kind of the birth of nazi germany was just a certain resentment towards towards you know the france cowering to this armistice deal and stuff and yeah so um but maybe that story could have been sacrificed and focused more on the characters that's uh, Someone actually pointed that out that like they would like to have seen that as a separate movie, like pull all those scenes out, make that movie, call it something else and, and you know, t- call it armistice or whatever, mm-hmm. but have that have that as a separate movie and and, um, and then take that time uh, and, and put that into character growth of the of the soldiers so that we're we're tied more into them. Um, because, yeah, I didn't I didn't. You know, Cat is the only one that he. You know, you have a feeling that they're they're really tight, but he's just a a guy that he met in there. I mean, he's he's the kind of he was that older soldier that kind of like, you know, took him under his wing, right? And and they yeah. kind of become so. And and I get that, and that's an excellent trope to play, and that happens, and that's legit. Um, so you know, there's but I from what I understand, this book was about the 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 friends going in together thinking you know being excited and and like oh we're gonna defend our country and, and going in with this enthusiasm and this love for this war that and it, it deteriorates as they really see what war is about and it's them trying to to get through it together and then slowly losing 
each other throughout the thing and and that's what I think the book was supposed to be about and in they talk and the, the the book was about and this movie is nothing like that. I mean, it it touches on it but it's kind of like what do, you, what do you think about and this is just I I'm just curious um but f- movies that are in a different language um I I have a hard time connecting with the characters just because of the language barrier. Uh, okay. If I if it's subtitles, I I I have to read a lot, and I don't I don't <laughs> connect to the character. Maybe it's because I'm having to 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 read the words and to stuff. Read. Uh, but it's I get still, that. I'd be so, bad if I had to read too. But uh, but if it's dubbed, <laughs> then it feels a little disconnected, and so it just doesn't. You know, performance is something that can so much draw you into a character, and when you, you don't understand the language there can be a barrier i'm just curious if, that. If, if maybe that has has, has so um i watched this dubbed okay i didn't i didn't know that there was a subtitled version until afterwards oh really mine it just started dub def- mine came up default uh subtitled i wonder if that's a setting you normally have I, subtitles on your on i do your, i yeah i do okay. normally have subtitles and so it was. I was watching it, and uh, I I watched it in two parts because I it just I timing with stuff going on this. Sure, month. I did too. Um, so I, I watched like the first hour and a half, and I was watching it, and then I I listened to a couple podcasts, and they were talking about how it's it was dubbed. I was like, what? So then I started looking at it, and I was like, oh, their mouths aren't matching up exactly right. I mean, they they really worked to make it almost oh. look like it's it's. Oh, you, it you was didn't dubbed. even realize the first half that that it was dubbed. Wow. Okay. I, it's done very well that you don't really realize it. Um, and I, but what they did say is that uh, the dub and the subtitles don't necessarily reflect what you would get if you understood German. Uh, and watch this because I guess there's yeah. some dialect changes and some some regional stuff that well you got to means... come up with a rhyme for rifle and trifle you know and that's not something <laughs> that in German's going to be the same I'm curious what that really is because that that was <laughs> kind of a point towards the end or I don't know with Cat when he said having to I'm sure I'm to... sure it was a, it, it it was another word in German that rhymes with another word in German I, I, I it, know but it I, but it was probably chosen by the author for a reason and so. Yeah. So that uh, so I'm just curious what that might be because so <laughs> the main uh, you know I'm going to call him the main actor. Um, it's uh, Felix, the one who plays Paul Cam- Bauman. Yeah, Cam Cam Cameron Apparently, a, this is he has an umlau over his a in Baumer. Right? So his he's all this is only his or this is his first movie, first uh, on screen performance. Apparently he's a stage actor. Okay. Uh, and he did such an incredible job. Like his facial expressions and and in him in general, I was very engaged with. Mm-hmm. But I also I, I was missing the stuff where he he you know I could see him kind of like thinking about his friends and wanting to be with them, but it just it didn't come across. It didn't have the heartstrings that I think it would have if if it was maybe written a little better. Um, and I don't know, you know, why, they, but it was shot incredibly well. And that was the one things that uh, it, the facial expressions, and, and I'm, I don't mean just the, the grand battle scenes, which were, were really, really good. Um, 
they did have some of the things that I, I very much dislike in. Oh, what the hell? Hold on. <laughs> my, my computer face got my, right. <laughs> my computer screen went crazy. Oh. Um, no, uh, one of the things that they they have the you know everybody's charging, and you know everybody around them is getting shot one time and falling down dead. You know it's it's like, it's like the everybody gets hit with the magic bullet that takes them out right away. Uh, I I hate that in in movies like this. It just it. it Yes, every once in a while, not every once in a while. Yes, people get shot with one shot and die, but also there's a lot of people that get shot and are in the leg and they're they they tumble and they scream and they flail and there was not one tumbling flailing person and everybody was a one-shot kill. And I was like, uh, so just so annoying in movies like this. But outside of that, this this was shot the 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 trench scenes and the battle scenes were incredible. The the tank scene, holy crap, that was brutal and just, ugh. I I, I, di I didn't realize that this was really kind of the introduction of tanks too, World War One, uh, mm -hmm. and so you get a sense of that when when they're firing, you know, at you know at it, you know, at five feet away, trying to fire as yeah. it's coming over you because they think that's going to do something. When and you're looking, going, it's like that's pretty futile. What are they doing that for? And it's because <laughs> They've never seen these fucking things before, yeah. and and, uh, and exactly. you know, and that's where trench warfare suddenly became almost obsolete because they could just roll over it and fire their machine guns down the trenches and just take everyone out. And so that, I think that, that had a lot to do with why the war finally ended. Uh, but anyway. that scene where it, the, it rolls down and it's got the little uh, side-mounted machine guns and it just tears through the. I was like, oh my god, it's so brutal. But yeah, I mean, in, in general, the, mm -hmm. that whole jump out of your trench and run to the next trench in a big line of people shooting. Uh, I don't know, don't know who uh, thought that was the way to win a war, but <laughs> it's just not a way to do it. Right. You and, just you sacrifice so many. But I mean, and and that's what yeah. they said. It was just it was just they took a they took a few meters and then they lost a few meters. That's how it was for yeah. years. Um, and that's, that's a reality of that. And, um, that was something that in that little short synopsis had talked about that. And, and at the end of the movie, they mentioned it too, how much, how little changed when it came to the Western front right. and how much, how much, how much they were able to, to go forward and back. You know, it was just ridiculous. So, yeah, it, it, like I said, this is, this is a, it was a, it was a, it's worth a watch if you like war movies that have good battle scenes because it's it's very brutal and very realistic battle scenes in in the in the the horror part of it not like you know like oh my god i can't believe they would live through this shit and it's shot very well very very cinematic shot um story-wise is oh, it's just not there i mean the, the, there's small it, bits of the story that just do you think it's relevant <clears throat> Today, I mean, as far as 2022 and, and, and where, where we're at, and do you think there was some motivation for bringing this movie back? Is it, is, I, hmm. I, no, okay, so it, maybe that's what, and that's where I'm feeling that the, like, this movie could have been a great movie and, and would have been great for today and stuff if they would have had the personal touches in it. Because well, let's I talk. Think I mean, that... one of the movies we we were we were going to cover Saving Private Ryan, and that certainly got an ensemble cast that really digs deep at the heart. You know, it's it's a it's a similar 
tail. You know, there's a lot of there's you could almost look at it and see a lot of a lot of commonalities. The whole scene with uh, the the guy getting stabbed in the, in the chest and having right, to, you, you know, and and how that rips someone apart. Just having to watch someone die, or well, in this case, I I guess in Saving Private Ryan, it was a little flipped, but but uh, but I I mean that's a movie where you're so drawn to those those characters um and cuz they build them up yeah um and what that that came out at a time that i think it was was it like the 50th anniversary of of the end of world war 2 um ninety six oh. or maybe it was ninety eight. Maybe that was them they were shooting. I'm just it's trying close. to I'm I'm curious yeah. if there was a relevance for that movie I coming don't, out. I don't think there was. I think it was just one of those things is I mean Tom Hanks was a big part of that. Um he he you know, he really wanted to get the stories out. Like we had had a lot of other movies that like almost glorify certain people that, you know, this was this was trying to glorify a cause rather than a person. You know what I mean? And because I mean, it, it's it's based on a true story that uh, in Saving Private Ryan, where uh, you know there's four brothers that are in, and three of them are killed, and so it's like you know, and the idea is like they're gonna pull the other one out because they don't want to have four brothers all from one family killed, and you know they're 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 like, yeah, you this is an automatic, you get out of the war kind of thing, and that was a legit story. Uh, I don't believe it was Ryan was the name, but it was it, it was another set of brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, for one, cool that it's a great, you know, original story that has some basis in truth and stuff. And then, um, but what it was is it, I mean, it has one of the best D-Day scenes ever filmed and put out there that is so just ridiculously traumatic and like crazy and how well it's shot and how fucking like if you can sit through that and your heart rate does not go up you are a zombie because that is is such an intense scene and then the guys that get through that that you know they form that troop and and you follow them and they have all those personal interactions and it's not just one guy it's it's kind of like band of brothers where it's a troop and they bounce around and then you know you follow them through it so you feel that that's why that movie is so good. Not not because it's it it is filmed incredibly well. It is it, it's it's the story and the in the 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 camaraderie and that that band you know band of brothers that you know you feel that with these guys. I don't feel that in this all quiet on the Western Front. You know, these are these these four kids from you know school that want to go in and fight this war, right? You know, but I don't feel any kind of attachment between them like there's nothing to make you know it's like he he's going around like the the first the first one that gets killed is the guy that has the the fucked up glasses they give him like rubber band glasses <laughs> which yeah. i was like why don't why did he just wear his regular glasses they're probably gonna stay on just as easy you know and like how did he get his prescription that quick uh you know it was, it was just kind of but you know he finds them and and it's kind of like they don't really investigate it too much. They don't go too deep into it. It just he picks up the glasses and kind of like, oh shit, my buddy's dead. There's not a lot of like into it, you know. When uh, when he gets buried, uh, you know, when they're when the bombs go off and they're trying to get out of the trench or it, out of the the bunker, and the bomb goes off and he gets buried, you know, his friends end up digging him out and then they immediately leave to go do something else. There's just there, there's no, 
camaraderie in it. It, it just it that's what's lacking in this, and that's what I think is the problem with this movie as far as. I, I I don't know if it's a timing thing. I don't I don't I think if they would would have done it where the camaraderie was there, I think that would work at any time. Cuz that's what I think people in general want, mm -hmm. right? Is is they want to have those connections and and you know, it stirs up those emotions that, you know, we all had a best friend in in high school and and you know, if we had went off to war with that person, how would it would have been to lose them? You know, it, like this, this, it was kind of like just guys he met. It, 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 at least that's how I felt. So that's obviously, I mean, I think throughout all of our podcasts, that's a huge ingredient to successful movies is where you see right, right, right. characters bonding and, um, yes. and, and I, and and I I agree that it, if you see a movie like Saving Private Ryan, they they focus more on that band of brothers. Absolutely, that was, I mean, that's in the title. That's what it was, <laughs> uh, what it was trying to do. Um, and and I agree, this one didn't focus on it quite as much. But I I I don't think it's it's necessary. But that's what apparently the book was about. That okay. That's that's why I'm saying it. it that's where. If it, if the book if this was not an adaptation from the book mm -hmm. from the from this book, where from my understanding from the people I've heard talk about it, the book is all about these guys going in and dealing with being at war and and how it fucking traumatizes you and how getting each other through it and then losing slowly losing everybody all the way through and what it does to 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 them personally and and psychologically and stuff. That's what it's about, and we get a little bit with Paul, right? You know, but it's it's mostly at the end, um, you know, where where Cat finally dies, you know, it, but it all it all happens at like the fucking last minute kind of thing. It's it's really weird. It's and they also change the endings, right? Apparently, uh, you know, Cat uh, was supposed to just get caught with a like a just an odd piece of shrapnel. Not some farmer kid who fucking come and kill right. him. Right. Yeah. You know, which which I was kind of like like <clears throat> I get I I almost I almost like the irony better of getting all through the entire war, you know, and not get, and then this random piece of fucking shrapnel, like in you know get you at the last minute. You're like that's just fucking you know, bad luck in the long run. You know, it comes to. And then uh, the other one is, you know, they kind of they kind of deal with it with Paul, where they have that last charge, which, you know, we'll we'll talk about the general here in a minute, or the I think he's a general uh, sends him on, but he ends up in that that stand down, and he's staring off off with that French soldier, and they get stabbed from behind. Uh, that's they say that's kind of kind of how it ends in the book, but they just. Then they just let it go. He gets stabbed, and then they go, eh, and then he he die, quietly dies. They have him crawl out and, you know, see a sunset. I can't remember exactly how it was, but, you know, it's like. In the book? You know, no, no, in the movie, they kind of have. He gets stabbed, but yet he has enough time to crawl out and listen to everybody cheer because it's all over. They call the ceasefire. Like, if he had if he had made it one more minute without getting stabbed, he would have survived. Um it kind of, and, and I'm going off of what someone else said is this, like, they should have just left him there to die, like, on, you know, 
stabbed, drops to his knees. He kind of dies there. Don't give it this extra fucking, you know, crawl out, look at the sunset, you know, kind of thing. So I, that, that's I, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I don't know. I mean, I, I I could hear you saying that same thing and just flipping it and saying they did it this <laughs> way, but why didn't they do it this way? I mean, they're just kind of choices. I I don't know what. Why does one take away? Because well, I think what it was it. Well, I'm I'm saying because of the adaptation from the book. In the book, he it it, it shows more of how uh, useless and and how meaningless the deaths are in the long run, where he literally is at the last minutes. He stares it down. They're both this French shoulder and him are looking at each other like we really shouldn't be doing this. And someone comes up behind him and kills him. And it's just senseless. It's it, it, it. There's no reason for it. But he doesn't get that. Oh, he crawls out and then he sees the, you know, the trees and the, the, the bird or whatever it is. And, you know, it has this magical moment. You know, he gets a Disney magic moment at the end while he's dying. It takes away from the senseless senselessness of it. I didn't think that was him. I thought that was the other kid that that he ran into that ended up taking off his, you know, breaking off his uh, the his, scarf. I, yeah, well, the, yeah, found the, the scarf, and that's when they kind of cut to that scenic shot. That wasn't him. I don't think. I thought he. They just. Well, he uh, he he's in a bunker when he gets stabbed, so he right. he crawls out. I I thought they should. I don't know. I am. Um, I, the last minute, the last, I, I was, I was kind of done oh. <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> okay. I really was. I was kind of like, I, I, this also is a long movie. It's two hours and like, uh, almost two hours and 30 minutes. It's two hours, 28 minutes. The last, the last like 15 minutes is, I, I'm just kind of like, can it be over yet? I, I, I literally was done. I, and I think it was because there was nothing holding me to it there was nothing like oh i need to f- see how this ends yeah there's there was yeah and that and that's kind of and i get it and this is there's this the anti the anti-war thing is the the lives lost are senseless they they weren't there weren't there weren't a meaningful loss in them like uh you know there there wasn't a sacrifice there wasn't a you know you don't really get a i i did this to save this other person you know I guess I guess we kind of get it because he ends up fighting in the trench because the the young young I mean he looked like he was about fourteen German guy was about to get killed on that last thing in the trench and he jumps on the the French guy and then that's the kid that ends up pulling all the tags right right you know we get a little bit of that but it 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 almost seemed forced you know I don't know it it just I'm not I don't I. I I'm not sure if I read the book in in high school. I think that was something that was might have been assigned reading, but uh, I did know the story. I've known about the, I've known about it for a long time, and I don't know why. So I'm assuming it had to be because I was supposed to read this. <laughs> and and one of the things I always remember from the book was kind of that his his peaceful death, where he finally just kind of like it was something where he he accepted. I mean, it was almost like. Everyone else is gone, so this is what he wants. Okay, so, maybe. Um, uh, and and so, so I was kind of looking for, you know, how are they going to end up killing everyone? Oh, you know, if I, did? I wonder, I wonder if that's what it was. Is they were talking about the 1979 version has that where he kind of gets that peaceful, where this one doesn't even really dwell on that. 
Which is that? Which is mean? That's what I mean. It, it just seemed. It almost seemed even more meaningless. But you don't understand why it's meaningless. If that makes sense. Wait. Well, okay. I thought you said this one had the the peaceful scene. Well, no. He he. Well, he gets stabbed. It's the Disney, I, Disney moment. Well, which one of them? Someone gets that. He 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 looks up in the trees, and it's like he as he's dying, or maybe that's cat. Cat, no cat, just kind of dies while he's carrying him back. What is your? I mean, what is your point? You know, you're you're talking. You, which one did you want to see from this movie, or did you? I think I think he should have just. I think uh, it would have been better if he just like hit his knees, died, and then that was it. Like they they don't. It almost ended with like it, that ends it maybe. I I thought or, that's or what he, it was. He got stabbed. He hit his knees, and then they, then they cut to. The, the young kid, I think that's when they cut to the 11 o'clock hour, you know, and okay. cease fire. And then that, that, and then the kid, I think it actually, basically you hear it wanders for a while. Yeah. You hear it. And then the, you hear him as he's dying, you hear them call cease fire. Maybe. I remember that. Cause he actually hits his knees and you hear the, the whistle start blowing in the cease fire. Like he literally got killed 59 seconds early. Like right. if he'd have made it a minute, you know, he might've, might've lived. Yeah, apparently that was a that was a real thing. There was, I uh, I heard I read something that it was, eleven thousand people died that morning, uh, alone just because of people want not, that? not willing to, to. It's kind of interesting. That was eleven. I think it was. I'm certain it was eleven thousand. Which there's another. <laughs> there's another eleven. Maybe or maybe. Or was it? Was it because that because that general called that charge and and. Not everybody got the ceasefire at the same time. Well, there was people that re- refused to cease fire after. I think there was even, mm. even a U.S. I think I, th- I think, you know, what I said. What I this General Fredericks who uh, in this one wasn't a real character, but oh, okay. the, the one that was uh, talking about it said they're not sure if there was you know German. I mean, there's they're assuming there were, uh, but uh, they could only relate it to a U.S. General, that was the same way that refused to stop, mm. and that uh, even after the eleven, just you know, continued to. Well, then it, I remember after the ceasefire, I think they're showing scenes of them walking in the trenches, and if I'm not mistaken, like a German soldier walks past a French soldier. Yes. And yep. And like nothing, and I'm like, I don't know if that's how it would have went down. I, I, even after a ceasefire, I don't know if you just walk by like, oh, hey, yeah, it's all good. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 a curiosity. I mean, I I wonder, I I wonder how you find out. I mean, this is based off. Well, let's start a war. No, and no, then no. We'll have it stop. No, I mean, from a historical <laughs> standpoint, I mean, yeah. Do we you it? It's interesting because because so often with history, it comes from movies for me you know i see a movie and maybe right, I'm, right. I'm inspired to to look on a find a youtube video and 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 so and that's that's a challenge these days when it comes to what's 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 legit and what's, what's not. legit and what's uh cinematic make-believe and <laughs> and um and you know you know who who are our who are the people that we can trust right now it's we got twitter influencers right is that what it is uh or not twitter what uh, twitter is they don't have the influencers. It's TikTok influencers. Sorry, um, th- that's that's our go-to. There's very few people that we can trust anymore. Politicians, no. Teachers, no. Not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's 
so we look at movies and that draws our interest and then we do some research but research is typically on the internet and how truthful <laughs> is that i don't know <laughs> so, yeah no so, I, I get so you I, I i it 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 resonates that that would have happened you know after such bloodshed you're you know if you're a soldier uh, at this point if you're gonna- well and that's maybe why there was a lot of those because there's a lot of people that can't turn that shit off and that's kind of what you know that's uh you know cat i think was the one who was talking about that he's like you know when we go back we're we're going to be a, like people from out of time because we've been yeah. doing this and band and, of brothers you know, explored that kind of in, in, yeah. from an interesting perspective that last episode um right and so that's that's what i mean is you you've you've got these guys that have been trying to kill each other for a couple years now and they and they're just going to blow a whistle and you'll be like oh okay it's all good yeah, you you killed all my friends, but yeah, you're okay. I mean, we we saw how how fucking brutal it was when they're going through the trenches and like just shooting people in the back. I mean, there's that scene, and I okay, I this is where this is where part of the movie lost me too. They they get their retreat um, uh, from you know this is I think this is the tank scene, and we get the flamethrowers, and I mean it's all fucking brutal. And he ends up diving in a, a shell hole, and he's he's laying there trying to pretend to be dead with his knife kind of waiting. He turns and looks, and there's a, a soldier about to shoot him who gets then blown up by a, a mortar round or whatever and thrown yeah. down. And then he comes, he runs, rushes over, and he stabs him like eight times in the chest, in the heart and lung area. The guy then takes ten minutes to fucking die, gurgling, and, and it's like... If you got stabbed in the chest, yeah, you're you're not gonna last that long. I yeah. guarantee you. You got stabbed in the heart. You're not gonna last that long. The book, I think it was hours that he watched him die. Uh, <clears throat> so then, then, then don't have him stab him in the heart. Yeah, don't have him stab him in the lungs. Like, get him in the kidney. Get him in the the shoulder somewhere. That, I, I wonder. Just... I wonder if the book did did it in a different place so that he could last longer. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long people die when they're yeah. stabbed in the lungs. Uh, <laughs> well, everybody else that's in this movie gets shot once uh, and dies immediately. So uh, apparently if you get shot, you die immediately. If you get uh, stabbed, you la- you last a while. I didn't so, get that sense as much in this movie. Uh, it's, well, so, you know me. I look at things like that. That's, <laughs> that's one of the yeah, things I, no, I, I, I just... I, I wasn't... That wasn't something that distracted me. It seemed like there were... That, uh, well, that's me though. I look in the background of yeah. scenes like this, like like big battle scenes that are everybody's sword fighting. Mm-hmm. I always look in the back to see the extras and what they're doing, and that's that's how I get. I'm like, you, you see two guys that just stand there and they're just clinking swords side to side. You're like, oh fucking, oh my god, it's <laughs> so bad. But no, I I tend well, to look that at James this. Bond movie. I think in the background you see somebody sweeping, and they're 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 oh, shit. sweeping like a foot above the ground. It's almost like they're miming the the, the motion. You know, that's they, funny. There's classic scenes you could find where people are doing stupid things in the background. Starbucks cup yeah. in in Game of Thrones, I believe. There. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, just one of those. It, it just there there was yeah. some little thing. That's that was one. Now what I didn't get in this in in. Maybe it's because I was kind of also at the point where I was like, ugh, just die. Uh, but apparently he goes through the seven stages of grief in this in this death scene, apparently. You know, there's first the denial and, and all the, you know, he's he's mad at the guy and then he's, you know, 
feels bad for him and then tries to save him. And I, I don't know all the steps. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, that's what they're trying to portray in that. And when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, he kind of did go through some stages and, and I get it. Might have been just me at that point where I was like, Ugh, God. <laughs> the only reason the only reason I'm watching the rest of this is because we had to. OK, I, I literally if uh, I, after I turned it off at about an hour and a half, I, I probably would have never went back if I was like, no, I need to finish this. Yeah, um, it 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 kind of turns you off a little bit. It sounds like the movie. It it did, and it it's not. Here here's what's really weird about this, and and I'm usually the ones like, oh yeah, explosions and fucking you know big bangs <laughs> and titties and all that. Fuck, give me it all day long. Um, no, I wanted story in this one, uh-huh. and that's what it was missing. It had it had great it had a great battle scene. It had very well filmed. Um, I actually thought uh, this is this is this should get some awards for the cinematography. It was very well done, uh, picturesque, very yeah, picturesque. I, I like that word because it, it you know they didn't have the big sweeping, moving shots like 1917, and you, you know it wasn't it wasn't so much right. like that. But there were moments where they would just do you know ten different cuts over and over. Every single one of the shots. Mm-hmm. Were, was picturesque for different reasons. It was, it was, uh, it was, but only at times I didn't find that throughout. I thought they had a look that kind of fit yeah. war film. It was that sepia, you know, you kind of gave it that. Oh yeah. It did have that kind of <laughs> pretty tone and, and it was, it was fine. Um, but, um, uh, this is, you know, this is a hundred year old story. And right. so it's, and it's, it's a classic, but, you know, we've we've seen it told many times, so maybe we're a little just kind of tired of it. It's 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 the same same thing. It it didn't seem what? to, you know, it didn't it didn't it didn't improve me. anything. It yeah. didn't improve anything. I mean, I, I it, but if anything, and that's it, why you... it excited me about learning more about World War One, and that's yeah, oh led, for sure led with that, and that I found that interesting. I didn't know tanks were introduced, and and it, there, yeah. there were things in this in this movie that kind of inspired me to say, hey, that's interesting. Why are they doing that? And I wonder. And then sure enough, yeah, tanks were. I mean, so in that- it, it had some crazy stuff, too. I mean, we we talk about the cold open with the, the guys in the trench and the, and the rush, and, and then we follow, and then we get the the corpses, and they're being stripped of their clothes and their boots, and those and those are sent to the cleaners and then to the... the yeah. The, to get sewn up, and then and then you get the kids when he gets... Oh, this one's this one belongs to someone because it has his name in it, and he just rips it out, and they show all the names. They're like, fuck. I wonder... Like that, I wonder if that was in the book or if that was the cinematic thing, because that's kind of like happens in like Schindler's List, where you see the 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 only piece of color in that movie, which is all black and white, except for that little girl who's got the red coat and you see her from far away. But then later you see the coat on a, you know, on a big, uh, you know, when they're wheeling bodies across. And, you know, so it's 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 this. Uh, passage of time but there's there's one thing that kind of draws you to it like in here they're right. following they're following the uniforms and, and the tags right. and stuff and just the 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 circle of war you know the the cyclical nature yeah. of, of war well, but that... just you you churn out bodies <laughs> and you let them die so you can get their suits back and wash take them to the cleaner sew them up and but that's what started person. when it started with that i was like oh shit this is gonna be fucking deep this is gonna yeah. have a lot of meaning mm-hmm. and that's where it kind of stopped and so that's, I mean, 
like I said, it was shot very well. I thought I thought the facial expressions and and the acting was very well done, um, and and that was enjoyable to watch, even though the words and maybe it was because I I was dubbed and they just didn't dub well. Like we didn't get all the nuances of what they were trying to say. Well, but I, I I see what you're saying about story a little bit lacking because it seemed like they had moments that were connected almost like jump cuts. You know, that's where the cinematography, this picturesque cinematography kind of stitched it together. But yeah. you, would, you would see a scene of, you know, them cooking and stuff and bonding and, and the whole girl sequence where he goes yeah. off. And then and then it cuts and you get a sense, well, like, maybe this is later. I, I don't know. Is this, is this... Uh, well, don't they, don't they have like a... They had like an 18-month jump? Maybe. You, get, you don't get a sense of... A linear story. Instead, yeah. it's it's just get, these kind of moments where you're building yeah. on characters, but it doesn't have a narrative necessarily. Besides, <laughs> you know, his friends are just dying, and um, yeah. so apparently in the book too, they do have more of a boot camp type scene where they, you know, they're in boot camp together, and they got that asshole sergeant okay. uh, kind of thing, and so that was missing, and maybe you know, and maybe they're like, oh, that's overplayed because we get that in fucking every other, but maybe there's a reason. That those are in there. <laughs> well, because... this one, this one, I thought when you know they they have that march where they're marching and and singing and singing, and then they're basically just thrown into the trenches there, and all shit breaks loose, and and people just start dying, and it's kind of this this shell shock of well, this just suddenly, yeah, this is it. You never get that moment to to of you know the only camaraderie you get where they're all kind of bonding. Prior to that is is when the you know the the teacher I guess is trying to rally the the kids and I think you know, I think got, he's more of a he's a military guy I think he's like a, a guest like general that came in to talk to him. Oh, okay, I think the I, I, that's is... how I, that's what I I pictured it as. I okay. didn't think it, but it could have been a, it could have been a teacher. But yeah, you get all the boys; they're all excited. But that's you know that's that propaganda machine churning out the fucking cogs for the war. Right. And that's literally, I mean, and yes, and that's, and we get that. And and I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist because we get that and you get that in every country. You know, we get it here. Top Gun was accused of being a propaganda. Hey, let's join the fucking military and we'll fly over and we'll kick their ass. You know, so you get that kind of stuff. And and I'm sure at those times, you know, especially like places like Germany where, it was like all like I mean shit. We got it going on now, right? With, <laughs> with uh, Putin and they're they're attacking Ukraine. Like, what what normal person is like? Yeah, we need to go take over Ukraine. What normal you know soldier is out there going? Yeah, like I I, I need to you know they're sending us bad TikTok videos or something. We should go take them out. Yeah. Like I don't know. There's got to be some propaganda that they're getting their soldiers to to do this. Yeah, the 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 Russian Ukraine war is probably why people are some some people are calling this a timely movie, uh, but I think it was greenlit bef- prior to the war. Oh, it had to be. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, whether the, but there's always a war going on. This that one's just uh, a pretty extreme. It's, what? Yeah. Well, in yeah, I don't. I yeah, I'm not sure if this is this plays much into that. To me, I I didn't correlate the two as much but uh i was just bringing that up as no like, i just people have said Russia, it's timely right. and i'm curious if that's what they mean by timely is that there's a big war going on well there's always a war. yeah i don't i don't well 
I'm wondering if this was was kind of started with someone saying, "Hey, you know, this this book was written over a hundred years ago." Mm-hmm. Let's let's because I believe the book came out in 1922. 1928, actually. 28. Yeah. Okay. But so maybe I. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was earlier than that because he served. Right. I thought he I thought he got written a lot earlier than that, but maybe not. It came out in like paper in newspapers in 1928, and it was published as a book in 1929. And it sold um, like fucking hotcakes. That <laughs> right, shit, yeah. Like in in like 17 different languages and shit, it got fucking it went crazy, which is really cool. I mean, that's that's kind of and and they they definitely made a point to say that you know the author he he was a soldier, and so it was that soldiers. I view if, if I know it's not really the right nomenclature or, you know, the right way to say it, but it was, it was the soldier's take on what the soldier felt during these battles and stuff like that. So I, and I think that any, and that's what we got in band of brothers, you yeah. know, that, that whole thing was written from the guys that fucking lived it. And so, or I, I shouldn't say written by, it was inspired by the guys that, the stories that the guys that actually lived it told to these writers who wrote that and, and made it. So this is kind of like what that was supposed to be. And that's where I don't know. I wish I had had, had read the book um, to know like how well this did, because I, Band, you know, one of the things I like about band of brothers is how it explores, not just the soldier, but also a soldier who kind of goes through the ranks and becomes a leader and not oh, right. just from this, not just from this standpoint of, lead, like I thought, Saving Private Ryan was a little idealistic with the way the leaders were saying, we need to find this person and and bring them back, and it was, you know, it was part of the, the, the inspirational, um, part of 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 what that movie was about. We need to bring this person, and you know, you well, you know what that was. It, it, Saving Private Ryan is is it was. I mean, they had a good leader, right? You know. Tom Hanks' character, he right. was a great leader, and they had a tight crew, and they. I, all... And I wasn't referring to Tom Hanks. I was oh. referring to back home. You know when they were writing the letters, and they they found it, and it was just it, there was something. Oh, a little well, bit... okay. So you know, well, I, I I mentioned that that that's based on a true story. Yeah. So, right prior to that, I don't know how many. It was a few weeks. A a there was a Navy ship that went down or there was a naval naval battle and a set of three brothers were all killed like the same like within minutes of each other and so it became a big deal that this this parent got all three you know death death notices on the same day from from all three of her sons and so they're like and it was just this big thing that blew up in the states in the news and stuff and so when this shit came out again they're like fuck we can't have that happen again we need to get this guy we need to say you know say private ryan his, his name wasn't ryan at the, uh it's a different name but it because it, it was a set of four brothers like we're not going to have another four brothers show up dead you know kind of thing so that it, it that all was what that stemmed from so yeah and it's but, a, and, it, and i um, it, you look at it and you say that's a very poetic story. Let's you know, let's make it into a movie. And, and, and truth, think, and, and truth, right? But I don't think that is what made Saving Private Ryan a good movie. I think that was the the story. No, no, that's that was, just that, that was, was the story that they that wrote. Was, that was the narrative. But <clears throat> they put right. They you know they create characters and they and they 
you know, invent. But that's okay. So that's what I was trying to say, though, is that 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 troop, right? That that group that went after him, they became brothers. Yes. And they were work, and that's and that's what I was saying is 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 the brotherhood and that 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 camaraderie and and you know, you the the challenge. You know, World War One. part of, I think, the you know, I, you say the book was written where it was a lot about that. But one of the one of the things, one of the realities of World War One was the loss of how many people died and how many people were kind of sent out to just be, you know, killed Fodder. in these trenches. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so how do you how do you create a, a relationships with your your group when there's so much? Well, you know, so maybe that maybe that was something that they were saying. You just can't. Maybe there that was a reality of World War One, where creating those bonds just wasn't possible. I, I don't I, know. I, 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 I don't know, think you, that's. You, I, I don't think that's the case. Well, okay. what? Um, I my screen went wild again because I pushed a button. Scared <laughs> <laughs> myself. No, no, uh, no. Uh, so, and this is you know we talked about the the boot camp scene that wasn't there. You know. Uh, when you go through traumatic issues or traumatic times with people and you, and you have to pull together and, and, you know, come together to do whatever it is, uh, that's, that's when you create these bonds, right? Sure. Yeah. They talk, they talk about, you know, uh, growing up, you know, the guys I played football with, the guys I wrestled with, you know, we, we fucking worked our asses off and we went through these hard times together. So we have these bonds, the guys I was on a ship with, you know, I have special bonds with those. Cause we had some times where we went to fucking, you know, we're going through it and you just got to pull your fucking boots up and do it. And you, and you, you're not just doing it for you, but you're doing it for the guy next to you kind of thing. That's, I, I world war one, world war two, Vietnam. I mean, whatever war we were in, it, those guys all were in that same situation. And yes, you lost people right away, but you were still in it and, and you still had that camaraderie. And that's what I think we didn't see in this and that. And maybe that's, maybe we're spoiled. Maybe me in particular is spoiled because of Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan and the Lost Battalion uh, that I talked about earlier and some of these other ones that are just so good with that, that that's what this needed, especially since from my understanding, the book that was a basis of it is is their uh interactions with each other made them it was you know they were so hyped to go together and we think oh we're going to do all this and then and then going through this shit and getting closer and and, and and worrying about each other and then losing each other one after one and what it does to the mentality and we get that through the eyes of Paul and maybe how, maybe that is why they should have gone to the boot camp. They should have brought that yeah. that back in so you can develop those characters. Because you know if if he's going to lose so many people, it, it you know it, it hardens someone. People don't want to make relationships when everyone all their all the people that they you know went to boot camp with dies one by one by one. You're left alone in the end. That's basically he had no one left. Well, but all we all we um, really got was the inter- interactions with really Cat and then the one other guy who stabs himself in the neck. Oh, yeah. You know, Al- was that Albert? I don't know. But, uh, I was horrible with the names. I really uh, was. I was I, like, I don't... I wrote a few down afterwards. I mean, yeah, Paul and Cat were the ones that I that I could place. Everyone else was right. just like by, by, by recognition of their face. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, but no, but if, if they would have done more early on to develop that bond so that exactly. resonated more when they hit the hit the trenches and just, 
you know, got slaughtered one by one. Um, but, uh, but they, they chose not to, they chose to go pretty much straight to the, yeah. straight to the trenches. I, I mean, it, yeah. From what I understand, the other ones are, are a little bit better written as far as like, you get a little bit more of that. This one, these, this one, the, the trench warfare is so realistic and so good. If you're into that part of it, this is going to be great for you. Um, if you want story, this is not going to be as good. Um, now, you know, or, or I guess the, the story that is actually pretty good is the one we talked about where he's talk, uh, he's going to from the German high command and he's going to talk to the French and, you know, there's the, the armistice deal. That is a story where you almost get a, you get a little bit to like, oh, what's going on here? But then you don't get enough of it. Like, like that's. It's like we needed more of that or less of that or one of the two. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's what's going on behind the scenes. They're kind of like pulling the strings and deciding who you know how yeah. long this is going on. Uh, but yeah, but those characters I don't think ever inter- inter- interacted with with each other. It was they were completely right. separate. Except yeah, for the fact that the order came down uh, yeah. once once the armistice was signed. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, brutal, brutal, brutal battles. What do you think of the uh, soundtrack? Uh, that kind of that pounding synthesizer, that... The... You know? it, was, it was a little unsettling, and at first I'm like, what the hell is this? But I, I must say, uh, there were a few times later towards the end where it kind of, it, it, it worked for me. And I, I, I don't know, um... But so it, it reminded me of this was like uh, the JV version of uh, There Will Be Blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> so because um, I remember that in There Will Be Blood and I was like, fuck, it is so dramatic and it means so much. In this one, it was almost like it's like it's like a kid who learns a, a song kind of, like, on a, kind of synthesized and feels. A yeah. Little, well, but mm. it's also some it's, it's a kid that learns a song on a guitar but he doesn't have it quite right, and he just keeps playing it. And you're the first time you're like, "Oh, that's not so bad." After about the eighth time, you're like, "Yeah, it's a little much." Do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit with uh, who was it? It was uh, Austin Powers. It was Austin Powers. Um, uh, you know, he, he, yeah, Mike Myers. Mike Myers, and he did this uh, sprockets. It was this German. Mm. Uh, you know, he always. Wore, and now was the time when <laughs> sprockets when we dance. When we dance, yeah. But I mean, that it almost seemed to reflect that sort of music that they might throw onto there oh, and they do the right. dance and stuff. So, it, so from a German, the fact that this is a German, German film, maybe maybe it's more apropos. <laughs> I kind of caught it as more as like um, it was a an adaptation of like. Uh, like sirens, you know, or or like, you know, a something you would hear like in a bombing, like the maybe. But it always felt and, to, foreboding. It it was like oh yeah, it definitely did that. Yeah, something was coming. <laughs> but I think it played. I think it got a little played out. I think it, I think they they went too many times back to the to the well on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, to me it was like a JV version of uh, there will be blood because there will be blood used that very well with those kind of just. Sounds that were just odd and unsettling, anomalous. but not so distracting. Yeah. Whereas this it <laughs> right. was a little distracting. It's like it kind of took you out of it. Like took you out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. here we go. We, something's <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, other than that, I think I, I mean I didn't notice it enough to be like, oh my god, this is great. But I do remember those sounds for sure. I was like, oh, here we go. Um, and and it really, it was about the fourth or fifth time. Is like, 
here we go again. Something's about to happen. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know. That, there was some dis- there's some disturb. One of the hard parts for me on this one was when they brought those flamethrowers out. Yeah. And then uh, they they lit the guys. I was just like, oh, that's so fucking rough to watch. Like it there it's it's on a brutal level of of war film as far as like, but it's I, it's it's I, accurate. I was watching a, a a video and they were talking about there were some scenes in this. They said they said uh, there were some budget restraints and and so they could tell that they had to cut back a little bit and they mentioned the 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 cgi flames and some of the tanks were cgi but i never got that sense when i watched it i didn't get a sense i wonder if it would have if it had been different on a big screen possibly yeah 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 i anyway i guess it's just my point is that they've gotten pretty good with yeah. You know, flames as far as lighting people on fire it didn't i didn't get a sense that it was cgi and, and it was fake it's <laughs> they they literally lit people on. no i'm just well, kidding <laughs> well it's I, this isn't the sort of movie you want to see cgi you you don't want to be true you because you you want that stuff to be good enough to where it doesn't take you out because they're, they're right there there are movies that have a lot of CGI and it's like, it looks hokey, but you don't care. Cause it's a, it's a sci-fi movie and it's, it, it's, you're, it's the whole part of it. It's yeah. the whole, <laughs> sure. Okay. But, uh, but then there's some, some more dramatic movies that that stuff can just be like, wait a second, this is, yeah. you know, drama is supposed to immerse you in, in a, in a certain reality. And, and especially when they're dealing with, with, uh, something that's more historical or based on history. Um, so, See, I, so I didn't get that impression. I never got taken I didn't, out of the spot. No. I never spotted any CGI. So uh, I didn't either. Like, I, if if someone would have said, "Oh yeah, this is ten percent CGI," I'd have been like, "Fuck, really? What? Like, yeah. would they CGI the the weather in the background?" Yeah. Uh, you know that. <laughs> like, I I thought a lot of it was practical. Um, you know, the tanks uh, looked very very realistic. For I what think they, they said were. some overhead shots were were CGI. Oh. Um, fine maybe maybe no. maybe they, they might have cgi'd some people in the background running you know so they didn't have as many extras it, yeah. it's hard to say but yeah I, yeah i i was almost bummed when when it really because because we were doing this for veterans today and and i i i just it's such a strong you know thing for me I, uh, uh yeah you know i i really like doing these on veterans day just to celebrate it uh you know i really like you know I'm, I'm proud to be a veteran and I have a lot of friends that are too. And to me, like saving private Ryan, I know, I know we've fucking said this so many times. Someone's going to like, you should have just done it. You know, but it's like, <laughs> I, I want the next move. I want the next saving private Ryan. And, and I, I went into this thinking, Oh man, maybe we got this. Maybe we've got a German saving private Ryan. Yeah. And we, and we did it. And, and, well, I think you know, we even talked about that last year when we did band of brothers, it'd be interesting to see, I, I think I even tracked down a miniseries that was was from oh, a, different. a different a different perspective from World War Two that followed it. But uh, you know, so so I I I'm glad we we saw something from a different perspective. It kind of puts you know, so it's not all about patriotism. It's more about <laughs> humanity of you know soldiers, especially at such a soldiers you know, are soldiers are innocent age. Yeah, it's it's not it's not about patriotism. It's about it's about feeling connected and doing 
you know, it's just well, it's, it's an know, interesting you know. aspect when you think about it too. Is like okay, on both sides, these guys are just they're they're out here. Is like I, I'm going to shoot that guy across from me because my country told me to. Yeah, and the and the idea behind that is like fuck. That's that's a deep thing to get into, and it's it's very interesting. And so yeah, you know, we see a lot of from the American side or 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 the the allies, you know, whether it's English and and whatever. So seeing something from a different side is very cool. I would almost like to find some more just to see how different it could be. Like, you know, I don't want, we don't, I don't walk out of Band of Brothers or, or Saving Private Ryan, you know, yelling USA, USA, like I do at, you know, the World Cup or something like that. But, you know, it, it's still from our side of it. And you still, like I said earlier, you have that heroism where, these soldiers are put up on a pedestal a little bit and, and, you know, which means that you got to have the bad guys, which are whoever it is we're fighting to see that on the other side. How would that, how would that make you feel <clears throat> being, you know, like if we followed the Germans and, you know, we go through whatever, whatever, some of the battles they won. And I guess, I guess there's probably not a lot of uh, movies made from the, the, from the loser's perspective in the, in the fact that, you know, Right, the lose, the, they lost World War Two. So, yeah, that scene in Saving Private Ryan when they they have that little knife battle and it keeps mm. flipping. That I think, I mean, that's a masterful scene in how it takes the viewer through this mix of emotions. You know, where it's you know you're you're rooting for one guy because he's on your it's, side because that's <laughs> who you've been connecting with. But then yeah. you see it flipped and, and you, you know, it just, just the way it takes you through so many emotions in that. And, um, yeah, so, but that's a movie that is kind of taking one, one perspective, but in a scene like that, it, it, it certainly takes the audience through all sorts of different perspectives. Yeah. And that's, no, you're, you're right. Yeah. I, it would be interesting. I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to do that research. I don't know if I'll do it tonight, but I, I probably will go in there and just see if there's some other films that, that have a different, uh, you know, out, uh, maybe it's from a Russian take or from a German take or, or Japan, you know, I, I, I would almost, <laughs> I, I don't know if they would even do it. Or if there's a movie out there, I want to know what Japan was thinking before Pearl Harbor. And when Pearl, I mean, could you imagine watching a movie about Pearl Harbor from the Japan perspective? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. what yeah. the hell? I mean, no, do some search, searching. You'll find it. I, I, I mean, that's, that would just be crazy. Like, like, you know, Pearl Harbor, another big, big, you know, that one's very much a, a raw, raw movie in a way too. Uh, but, you know, very, very incredible movie too. But could you imagine seeing that from the Japanese perspective? Well, funny, I mean, didn't story. Clint Eastwood do uh, do one on that? The the Iwo Jima letters from Iwo Jima wasn't that from a World War II from Japanese perspective? I don't know. I think that I was check that I out. Think, I think that was Clint Eastwood. That sounds. I mean, sounds amazing. I was just gonna say, uh, funny side note. Uh, when I reported to uh, Hawaii, my first duty station out of boot camp. I missed the 50th anniversary of Pearl Harbor by one day. Oh, shit. I, sh I showed up on December 8th, 1991. <laughs> it's like, fuck, are you kidding me? I missed it by one day. If I'd have showed up like one day earlier, 
I would have been there on the 50th anniversary. I, I bet you met a lot of hungover people that day. <laughs> no, actually, no? And not only that, <laughs> but I would have also got to meet uh, the president at the time because he was actually the he was on my the boat I w- showed up to. He was on our boat as they drove him. They they brought him into Pearl Harbor on our boat. Ninety one. That was Bush, right? That was George. Yep, George yep, Bush. Yep. Yep. H-W- Missed it by H-W- one H-W- day. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Oh. But it was one of those things that you, you, they give you ten days out of boot camp to take vacation. I took all ten days. <laughs> Had no clue. It is what it is. So I just thought it was funny because we we're talking about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, no, I have to look that up. Uh, letters from Iwo Jima. That would be interesting. So there's others I got some... too. There's others too. So you'll find you'll find some. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I I, I mean. We think we rule the world, but we really don't. So <laughs> it can't be all from our perspective. Right. Right. And well, th- and I don't think Clint Eastwood's in this. I just believe he directed it. And I think it was a two-part where he made two movies back-to-back. And one was from uh, American oh, Perspective one fr- and one from... <gasps> That's a... Clint's such a sly guy. Shit, He's now so I gotta good. Now i to look this up. Hang on. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, We've, we've, we've pretty much beat this uh, all quiet on the Western front. Um, next week, we're not going to be quiet on our MCU front. We're going <laughs> to be all about it. MCU's we're, we're, back, baby. We've taken a month yeah. off from that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I miss uh, miss Bo and Nina, so, but we're going to come back. We're going to be talking about uh, Spider-Man again. Uh, this, is the, uh, this was the second uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. It is uh, Far From Home. Is yeah, it's the, interesting because uh, we did the first one, Homecoming, and then we followed it up uh, later yeah. <laughs> with uh, with No Way Home, no and way that home. was when we were just doing the theatrical releases, kind of tied yeah. into. And now we're kind of back in our in our MCU order yeah. of of release, and so yeah. So we're going to go far from home. He uh, he takes a little trip over to uh, to the UK, uh, right? It goes. Over I, the, I'm excited there. to see this. I saw it in the theater, and I I enjoyed it, but uh, um, I I haven't seen it since. So. Oh, I've, I've watched it a couple times. I think I've, I'm at least three or four times into this one. I like Jake There's... Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Something about him. I didn't like him at first. First time I saw him in the theater, I was like, "Oh, this he he doesn't he doesn't strike me." Oh, in, in MCU or no, in, no, in, just, just in general. general. In general, I, <laughs> you know, he was in Donnie Darko and a couple other ones, and he just struck me as someone that didn't have a cinematic presence. But uh, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff uh, over the years that just really resonates. I like him. So, yeah, he plays a very interesting character in this one. So it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. this was, this was a good one. So yeah, we'll be back next week, back with the MCU, uh, back with some Spiderman. Uh, we'll, we'll have to check that out. And then, um, after that, I'm not sure what we're gonna do, but then we will continue our MCU. Uh, we've, we've got some Punisher coming after that, some Punisher season two. Right. Uh, and we'll also get into some of the, uh, we we still have Miss Marvel as a miniseries, and uh, She Hulk. Right. Um, we still have Jessica and, Jones season three, I think. Yeah. If we, if we want to keep going down, down the and, Netflix ones. And we got we got that Thor Love and Thunder out there too. So. Oh right, right. Yeah. We, okay. We need we need we need to hit that one. So we'll we'll get back in the same. Oh MCU. Wait, wait, what about the what about the Eternals? Uh, yeah, I could tell by the look on your face that <laughs> we're not going there. I didn't see it, uh, so I think you. Oh my god! So if you if you haven't even seen it, oh okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. All right, uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, 
Back to next week, though. Spider-Man, yeah. Far From ne- Home. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss Eternals next week, and uh, it'll come out whether or not we'll cover that. Okay. Uh, we probably should, just because, to be completist, but, yeah, it's it's not great. We're not completists. Not- we left, we left uh, uh, the... Uh, what was the series we were watching ages ago? Oh, Agent, uh, Agents, Agents of Shield. Shield. Yeah, Agents of Shield. So that's because we're realists. We're realists. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it we, goes we know real what bad. We and, and it was getting real bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we got a lot of MCU and also uh, a lot of other new stuff coming out. Um, some, I, I, you know, I know, I know October's over, but I just saw a trailer for a a, a scary movie that looks ridiculously like. It is. It's. It's all the old school, like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of horror Hellraiser, like, like just gore, but also scary as crap. And it's based on Winnie the Pooh. It's called <laughs> Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. And I was like, holy shit, this looks ridiculous. Uh, so we might have to do that. I might have to. I might have to get uh, Alicia back over here just to watch that one because. The trailer alone, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'd be fun. There's a lot of co- cool stuff. Uh, if you, there's something you want us to cover in particular or want to be part of it or just send us a, a hi, a thank you, or, you know, a, hey, how you doing? Send us email at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com. Nice. And we'll read it on the air. I guarantee, <laughs> guarantee that we'll, we'll we'll read it. We may even make a cocktail just for you. Uh, oh, yeah, I like that. Um, nice. We haven't got a lot of emails, so it, you know anything to get anybody out there. As Bo would say, also uh, download download rate and review. Uh, check us out. I will get back to uh, posting our uh, drinks and everything on Facebook and Instagram one of these days once I get <laughs> off my ass. I've been horrible. I'm like six weeks behind. It's so bad. All right. Well. Yeah, we still get the podcast out on time, so we're doing good there. Yes, yes, we did, <laughs> and and we're having fun, and that's all that really matters. So, right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and uh, with that, hail Caesars, hail Caesars, everyone. What does that mean?